0: The problem is government reporting 8.5% on inflation, which we all know is way higher than that. The reality of the situation is you're losing money. So what do you do about that? You have to create machines that will print money for you. And those machines are called rental properties.
1: Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant. Good day. It is a good day. It is a good day. I've been talking to some of our favorite people. Heather, it's been a lot of fun, actually. So Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this before, but I'm raising money for a syndication. And, you know, some of our favorite favorite people are people who invest in syndications, and it's fun to talk to them. And several of them have said, you know, man, I love the podcast. And that made me happy.
2: <laughs> that does. Sometimes uh, you wonder if anyone's
0: listening. <laughs> Anybody out there? So we appreciate it. I know at least three people are listening, Heather. Yeah. At least and, three. Uh-
2: We attract really cool clients every quarter. We, you may not know this, but every quarter we go over in our meeting with our team and we talk about this is the core client that we attract to our business. This is kind of what's important to them and that they value time with their family and things like that. And I feel like we, because of who we are and how we market, I'm sure, but those are the people that reach out to us. So I think it's so awesome that I send out an email and say, hey, Ron's got an open syndication. And when the people respond, I said to you, Ron, I'm like, man, this is a really cool client. Like, They're going to yeah. be a great... It's all the cool group. people.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. all the cool people.
2: <laughs> we have great not people to work with. That's and
0: right. I guess that means it just can't be an accident that we, we attract cool people. It's because we're cool, Heather.
2: That's true. Working it over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, Ron's been taking his humble pills, obviously. So, well, anyway, it's always nice to hear great feedback. So thank you. You all know who you are and we appreciate you. So today we thought we would just talk about the reality, the good, I mean, yeah. the bad, and the ugly, because there's mm-hmm. some of each of those yeah in the market,
2: and it's changing all the time, like we've talked about before, so a good update, but with some solid numbers and statistics, but to and go behind it, yeah,
0: we're just going to go ahead and get real about all of it, so we're just going to we're just going to hit you with it, you know, and I think in every one of these scenarios where there's you know quote unquote negative news, there's always opportunity. so we're going to talk about that as well mm-hmm. but we are not going to glaze over the negative news, especially because the actual media, which we love on this show, they're going to hit you with it anyway, and then they're going to lie about it and yeah. make it worse, and put clickbait headlines out there. So we just figured we'd hit it, hit you with it first and give you the real the real skinny.
2: Agreed. I think I think this is going to be really good because you just kind of gave me an update from you know some information you got recently, and man, it kind of blew my mind. And yet I sit in this you know every day with what's going on in the market and. The reality and watching for watching all the data and to know what to predict as best you can what's going to happen right because nobody really knows but the data really helps in understanding the possibilities of what's going to happen
0: yeah and trying to identify some of the opportunities that are out there because there's always opportunities you yep. know i just had a, a conversation yesterday i don't know, kind of a debate with several people about should we just park money on the sides and wait or should we, you know, should we be looking for opportunities? And I'm like, we, what, what kind of a question is that? Should always be looking for opportunities. Tell is wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm going to calm well, parking, down. Out of the gate.
2: parking on the side and waiting in in a market that's you know crazy inflation. There's a cost to that.
0: So, so the real inflation number, in case you didn't know, is north of fifteen percent. Now, insane. some are be like, oh, that's that's BS, Ron. The media told me it's 8.5. Like, okay, cool. Well, I mean, the very same media that tells you that it's 8.5 are also telling you and they're showing you all kinds of data from the 80s. What They don't even, they don't even calculate the CPI the same as they do now. If you yeah. actually calculate it the same as they did in the time period that they're comparing for you live on national television, well, the, the very same data gives us. North of 15% higher than it was in the eighties, which makes sense because we have just freaking dumped money into the economy for the last three years. Mm -hmm. Started with Trump. All you Trump fans out there started with Trump. He dumped tons of money into the market and shut us down Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. rolled right on into Biden. And then Biden was like, hold my beer.
2: (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) You got big plans. Well, it's so interesting because looking at all the information and this inflation, it just makes me so frustrated. Because I remember when they were printing money and stuff and throwing all the money into the economy, I remember us saying, This is going to put us into inflation. And we all knew it. And here we are.
0: Here we are. Here we are. Now they're trying to pull it back. And I'm just telling you right now, folks. First thing we're going to talk about is interest rates, the mortgage rates right now. I mean, for investment property, seven and a half, Heather. Yeah, on a good mm-hmm. on a good day.
2: Yeah, um, that's that's even in points right now. But yeah.
0: It's so crazy. what's par? Eight? Are we at eight?
2: I think we're at eight because I the last update I had was uh, one point is seven point six two five. So
0: okay, this, that's crazy. And yet, and yet, as we have said on the show, if you actually look at a, at, a, at a graph from the early nineteen seventies through now like a 50-year graph, what you see is that actually rates are still not really that bad.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, they're about about nearing average right now. So not like super low, but certainly not super high. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go out on a limb right now. I might have already done this. But I'm stating it now that I'm out on a limb, Heather. Yes. It's different than just stating it. This is out on a limb stating it. We're going to be at or very close double digits by the end of the year that yeah. is going to raise rates three more times, and it only takes them one of those times raising them more than seventy five basis points, and we are at double digits, yeah, okay, and it makes sense. They have to get the interest rates up at least close to inflation, and inflation is not eight and a half people, so yeah, true anyway,
2: I was telling you after we finished recording last time that it's interesting to me that they changed the way that they calculate the Consumer price Index, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just after we'd had crazy inflation, they're like, "Man, that really sucked," or this has been sucking to report this <laughs> really high inflation. So why don't we just adjust the way we calculate it so it doesn't sound so bad? Like that's yeah. kind of what it feels like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they uh, did. I- no, that's exactly what happened. So uh, <laughs> if you go to if you go to shadow, dot com, you can clearly see where it splits and the actual inflation continues to climb and the now newly reported inflation kind of flat lines. I mean, it's always a spike, oh. like a heartbeat, but in, you can take a look. It's 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 yeah. funny and not funny all at the same yes, time.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: All right. So interest Great. rates are not super high yet. So that's the good news. Silver lining on interest rates is that you can still get pretty decent ones. And we're going to talk to you in a little bit about construction and stuff like that. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some more things that are silver linings. And some of them have to do with interest rates. So yeah. next thing is, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but listings are having to drop their prices.
2: By um, location specific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So now, if I tell you what the national number is, and we, we've talked about it on the show multiple times, that the mm-hmm. national numbers really aren't terribly relevant. What's really relevant is where you live and where you own properties. Okay, mm-hmm. but nationally, 22 percent of the uh, sales have had to drop their prices. Now, that's a pretty big number. It's a pretty big yeah. number. But I don't. I mean, once we get into the appreciation numbers, um, you're going to see that they I haven't they haven't dropped them like crazy. But if I was to write a headline, Heather, yeah, I mean, I I could write a pretty cool headline about that. Uh, exactly click on my article.
2: Well, and if you take out the markets with the craziest price drops, right? I mean, Boise over 65% of the listings were sold with a price reduction,
0: so or sold with a price reduction, and then you also have to figure in here, right, that people were just pricing their houses. Astronomically yes. high because yes. they could not, <laughs> not because they were worth that much or because they actually appreciated that much, just you know, uh, because yes. uh, I'll just list it for <laughs> half a million more and see what happens. You know, if I get it, I get it, and if I don't, uh, and then we'll people lower would, it. Yeah, then they have like 20 people mm-hmm. at the showing, and people are like, "Yo, oh, I'll give you $200,000 more than that. It was absolutely crazy. So, mm-hmm. are they just lowering their prices down to normal? and then? In a normal market, so when I used to figure my numbers for rehabs that we were doing way back in the day, a lot, whole lifetime ago, we calculated in that we were going to have to lower the price like 5% because everybody wants to negotiate. We've just mm-hmm. been in a market where literally nobody got to negotiate. As a matter of fact, the sellers were negotiating. I don't really yes. like the way that your hair smelled when you walked through my house. Yeah, but You can't mm-hmm. have it unless you pay me another $50,000. Yep. It's ridiculous.
2: Yes. And it was that way on our side of things with our sellers. It was like, yeah, I don't really want to lease this prior to closing anymore. No, yeah, I don't really want to pay you guys. <laughs> yeah,
0: but will you will you sell it anyway? Mm, no, not yep. feeling it.
2: Don't like the way your hair smells.
0: The other news, <laughs> I guess, with that is that you know if you look at a graph, somebody actually graphed this, which is hilarious. But Heather and I are both looking at a graph of whether or not it's a good time or a bad time to buy based on whether you are a seller or a home buyer. (laughs) Yeah. It is quite... (laughs) I don't know how they got their data, but... (laughs) And the graph is completely wide apart, right? Because buyers think it's a buyer's market and sellers still think it's a seller's market. So shocker, Mm -hmm. each of them feel completely different about this. And it's going to take us a while to meet in the middle with this deal, right?
2: True. Good time or bad time. I've never seen that on a graph before. (laughs) Right.
0: Um, Now, the next several of these, they probably shouldn't shock anybody. I mean, we talk about this all the time, Heather, that there's certain markets go crazy up and then they come crazy down.
2: Yeah, and it's not a surprise.
0: Not a surprise.
2: There's not a city on here that surprises me, but San Jose taking the lead, I guess that surprised me a little bit that San Jose and San Diego had took
0: the lead. I mean... Not really, San San Jose is basically. I mean, it's not Marin County, but it's pretty much the Bay, right? Yeah, so that doesn't shock me. So, change in existing home sales down forty three percent. San Jose, forty yeah. one San Diego, and then mm-hmm. Las Vegas. I mean, uh, this is the same script as last time. Yes, right? same exact areas. Yes. I mean.
2: Seattle, Phoenix, LA, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, I mean, just it's very predictable. All the way to the bottom. I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, well, I mean, New York's on the bottom this time. It's only down 14.
2: That's a really good point. And I think um, we get the question all the time of, well, is a seller going to you know reduce the price or do this or that for me on these? You know, i home prices, and it kind of it's very validating seeing on here that the markets we're in, not one of them's on this list. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Not a surprise.
0: Next, let's talk a little bit about new construction, because we've been doing quite a bit of new construction sales. We've had a lot of, as we've been very open, that builders have been approaching us, help them get rid of some of their standing inventory. Okay. Mm -hmm. So last time, there was a massive, massive, massive amount of overbuilt properties. It was out of control how many properties were built. This time, we had a slight spike. After no, like almost nothing. After like a decade of pretty weak housing starts nationally. Now, some markets, way more. Okay. There's just way more happening in Florida and Texas. Way more. Mm-hmm. But nationally, kind of a small spike. And it was just after all the money got dumped in and and you know, we had to go on lockdown for a year. And uh, you know, once we came out of lockdown, everybody had gazillions of dollars because of the the government just ran around in helicopters and chucked it out the windows at everybody. <laughs> this is the first time we've seen actually a negative number in new home starts. So the, the builders have pulled all the way back. Now they've got to finish out what they're, what they're building. It's under construction, but they've pulled back. So housing starts are down. So what, what's that going to do? We're going to have supply problems. I mean, think this yep. through for just a second. Again. Think this through for just a second. Most everybody who could refinanced at three and a half, three, sub three.
2: Yeah, I was I mean, sub
0: three. Even on Jumbo, I remember I remember talking on the podcast about my Jumbo loan. It was 2.59. It was ridiculous. 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 Yeah. How many of those people at this point are going to sell their house and move?
2: It's way harder to want because that's where I'm at, wanting to move. And to get past it mentally is really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> when when your payment's so low, your interest rate's so low to go and jump ship and go to a more expensive payment, but also way higher interest.
0: So, yeah. yeah. So think that through for just a second because those people, I mean, m- most people can't afford to jump yeah. their payment really high. Most of the people who are exiting them, their houses, they had some equity and then they were dumping that equity into another house. They were getting a still really low rate. And because of that, yeah. you know, they were able to make sense. Of moving up, but that ain't happening anymore. Now they probably have to downsize, like they'd have to move into something subpar compared to where they are. And Mm. that isn't gonna happen. In addition to that, not a ton of foreclosures happening. So we're not gonna get a ton of foreclosure properties. And now the builders are pulling back. So after the, you know, I hate to use the word, but after this glut of new construction that's currently, you know, in process, the brakes are gonna get put on, right? There's just not gonna be anything. So, anyway, think that through because it's pretty, pretty important.
2: Well, and think about if rates are going to go back down again, which I mean, if history repeats itself, then they will eventually go back down again. And people will want to refinance again. We'll be kind of in the same boat again. But you're going to have people that have moved in with family. I have a lot of neighbors and friends like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, have my finished basement for when my kids need to move in because they can't afford a house right now with the higher interest rate. And then those people Girl. are all going to come out of the woodwork to buy. And we're going to well, have with
0: the higher rents. <laughs>
2: yes, I mean, yes, we,
0: true. We're true. Listen. Think, oh, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's so obvious. Why do I even need to say it, Heather?
2: Yeah, true. It is pretty Government
0: obvious. Fs but... up everything it touches. Jeez. Yeah.
2: Cool but it's it's going to mean that right now builders are hurting and willing to give some price reductions because mm-hmm. they have this glut of properties but when we're on if if people are waiting if investors say well I'm going to wait for interest rates to drop you're going to be in a market where you're going to have a ton of people ready to buy mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to get any properties just like we experienced the last couple of years where it's been so hard to find property and so you're gonna have price increases all, all because you waited in an inflationary market. I don't know. And I feel like I'm on my Let's right say now.
0: we don't. Let's say we don't. Yeah. Let's say it flatlines. Let's say it drops 10%. Yeah. Right now the builders are giving. Yeah. Somewhere between five and ten percent. They're all they're doing is front loading the inevitable. Yep. Which is allowing, so I mean, if everybody thinks this through, let's just think this through for just a second. Before interest rates go up and take more away, you can already lock in discounts from builders, smart builders, anyway. So there's some stupid ones out there who are just sitting on their inventory. You can lock these rates in now. Mm-hmm. And the really cool thing about rates on like Fannie Mae, HUD, stuff like that, there's no prepayment penalty. You can yeah. refinance anytime you want to. Yep you're locked for 30 years, but the bank knows they're going to get refinanced out three to five years from now, right? Mm -hmm. So you can get the reduction in price now before the market does it for them and lock in a lower rate. And that's if the market goes down five to 10% nationally. Some markets, I think, will probably drop a little bit more than that, but those aren't the markets we're talking about anyway. We currently have like three months nationally of inventory. Just so everybody knows, we talked about this before, but a normal market, Heather, four to six months.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I would guess.
0: Six plus mm-hmm. buyer's market. So we're not really even in a normal market yet. Now we're going we're gonna to get there and pretty quick because the Fed is slamming the brakes on. So it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen pretty quick, but we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. smart builders can see what's coming and they're giving what the market is going to give you anyway now anyway the reason for that is because of all of the new home starts that are out there only 12 percent of them are actually built
2: which is mind-blowing because i've had a lot of builders reaching out about existing standing inventory yep 12 percent is not a lot
0: (laughs) yeah and but it kind of is a lot as you guys think about it yeah there's like point over 80 percent of what they're building is still under construction mm-hmm. it's no wonder they're giving discounts
2: yeah yeah right they know what's coming they have this and, right now but they know what's coming
0: and g- guess where all of the cities are <laughs> that have the largest <laughs> supply of <inventory> yeah. <laughs> under construction.
2: That have already shifted, I guess, to a okay, buyer's so market.
0: We just told you, we just told you what a what the different markets are. Right? Remember, four to six is normal. Under that, seller's market. Over that, buyer's market. So, in Miami, Florida, under construction right now, twelve point four months.
2: And that's just the stuff that's under construction.
0: That does not count any existing <laughs> yeah, sales.
2: Existing. <laughs> And Austin's Austin. not far behind it. Yeah.
0: San Antonio, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Denver, New York, Jacksonville, San Jose is on the list again. Orlando. Yeah. Tampa. I mean, you run down this list,
1: mm-hmm. and it's
0: all the places I would have I would have guessed. Yep. No. No shocker. Every single one of these. Let's see. Where's the line drawn? So six months. So Atlanta is approaching. Washington D.C. approaching. Riverside approaching. They're all kind of in a normal market. but Barely. The, the top of this list. They're all already just based on supply coming. Yeah. They're all already in it. And man, is Charlotte on here? There it is. No. Bam. Do you remember no, it Heather? Is. Yeah. You remember, I was talking about the offering memorandum that I got and I was talking yeah. about all the units that were being built there. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I, I'm just saying Somebody called me an idiot. (laughs) There they are. Charlotte's on the list. Bam. Right there. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. I don't think it was me. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know. I didn't invest in your silly offering. So, okay. Median home prices. They've started to drop. Mm -hmm. Started to drop a little bit, but they're still positive gain. Like it's not dropping like below, like they're losing value. That's not what's happening. Right. So not, not really a whole lot there, but the, Percentage of change is still positive, It's just not as positive as it was nationally. Mm-hmm. The difference between new and existing is really just the price point. Everything else on the graph looks exactly the same. I mean, it just tracks almost identical. They've come down just a little bit, not a ton. Guess what the top markets are for um, home price increases year over year, Heather?
2: Oh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Tampa, Orlando, Maybe Jacksonville. Maybe
0: Florida.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone moving there. I mean, that's that follows the charts and graphs we've seen of people moving. Uh-huh. So Nashville. Nashville's been like a rocket for years now, though. You have Dallas and Phoenix, Atlanta again. Atlanta's been on like every single one of these. Charlotte again. They're, it's like repeat. You should just like...
0: It's we should really see what cities
2: change. People.
0: Same people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is an interesting one, Heather. This next one, you know, it's one that we really don't talk about it a lot, but I think people can feel it. Like, how many investors bought in each one of these markets? And which which markets did the investors really buy a lot of property? Like really a lot.
2: Yeah. It's crazy how it follows exactly with what we just <laughs> looked at. Place. Just Jacksonville, Atlanta, places. Las Vegas, Phoenix, that they're investing in these markets that have been on these crazy price hey, runs.
0: Jacksonville's winning a lot of awards. That's all I want to I I just want to say it. <laughs> Congratulations, Jacksonville. It's a great, it's it's a great place though.
2: yeah Now I just um, want to know what states made it cities made it on every single one of these.
0: <laughs> here's what I want to. I just want to tell everybody, hey, anybody who bought from us in Jacksonville, Jacksonville a few years ago, yep. a lot of appreciation over there. Just saying. Yep. Might be time. Okay. As we look down through this list of markets where investor share is really high, like double digits. And I should say Atlanta and Jacksonville and Vegas and Phoenix, north of 30%, like a third of all sales were investors. Crazy numbers. Mm -hmm. Our markets are not on here. None of them. And I'm just going to go ahead and call that a win, Heather.
2: Yeah, at least the ones. I mean, some of them that we sold in a few years ago. We sold in Atlanta a couple of years ago,
0: right before all the appreciation Several yeah. Right before all the appreciation happened. So <laughs> I forgot about Atlanta. If you're there, bought a property from us, you, you know, uh, I'd take a look at what it's worth, calculate mm-hmm. your return on equity. Cincinnati
2: Cincinnati's on here. We sold properties in Cincinnati for a hot minute, and
0: that one's Investor, up. Investor market share nationally under twenty percent, so you can clearly see that those properties or those areas are. Were, I mean, it was, it was a lot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Heather, have we talked about inflation at all on this show? <laughs>
2: <laughs> only, only like every five minutes. <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, I hear on the news a lot that people just are not. There's no increase. In wages, I mean, so much that you start to feel bad for people that their wages are not increasing. This is going to come as a really a huge shock to everybody listening out there. But the reality of the situation is not even close to what our illustrious leaders in in Washington and in the media are telling us. Yeah. Yeah. Wages are actually growing at five point seven percent, which in a normal market would be pretty decent Great, Yeah. I mean, hell, that's pretty good. The problem is that when you have a 5.7% wage increase and government reporting 8.5% on inflation, which we all know is way higher than that, well, it doesn't feel like you're making any more money, does it? Yeah. Because the reality of the situation is that you're not. You're actually losing money every year, in spite of the fact that you're getting a pretty decent increase in wages. So what do you do about that, people? You have to go out there and create machines that will print money for you, like the government has. Mm-hmm. And those machines are called rental properties. Right? <laughs> you get enough of those so little boys right out there. there <laughs> and just just It keeps printing money. It's fantastic. It's your own little uh, government piggy bank. Mm-hmm. And then the crazy thing great, is the government, way. the government will pay you for having it through your taxes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. And welcome. The other thing we talked about is affordability. Really need to look at affordability in market by market, because nationally, if you look at the national numbers, nothing is affordable. Uh, but that's just not true. Mm-hmm. This is the only graph where we actually look at it, and most of our markets are on it, very affordable. You know, kind of at the affordability line. Some of them just a little bit above it, but and above it means more affordable. Below it means less affordable. Everybody on the least yeah. affordable list is. It's all the same places, yeah. It's all the same places, folks.
2: Nothing new uh, there, but I love that Oklahoma City, St. Louis, Pittsburgh. I mean, places yeah. we've been focusing
0: on or Kansas City, Northwest Arkansas, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, not Charlotte, um, but the places that we're in the the, the smaller tertiary markets and um, most of the Midwest, South, and kind of Southeast markets are are all on the affordable list. Yeah. So nationally, not looking so hot, but market by market, you can still get into places that are affordable. And what that means is that that you know, your rents aren't out of control, the prices aren't out of control, people can afford everything there. And that's what you want. You want your you want your tenants to be able to afford the rent. You want people to be able to afford the houses when you want to sell one, all that you want. Right. Mm -hmm. The other thing is you're protecting your downside because those markets also don't, they just don't crash like the other ones. Okay. Yep, Heather, mortgages last time were a big, big problem, but this time?
2: This graph was amazing. I'm like, yeah, this is probably my favorite data.
0: Heather, tell us how amazing it is.
2: (laughs) This graph is talking about those who have taken out a mortgage with a FICO score over 720. And when you look at the last crash or leading up to the last crash, that was not the majority of Mortgage holders that took out a new mortgage. It was actually more people who had less lower credit scores, right? In your subprime credit scores, and this is in billions of dollars. It kind of blows your mind. But now, I think I like it because I hear from people all the time, like, "Oh, there's going to be, you know, another 2008." And this is yet another example, uh, more data, I guess, to back that. You know, I I just don't believe it's going to happen at all like it did before and this is a big reason why over the last gosh ron what is it like over 10 years a majority mm-hmm. of the mortgage holders with new loans were all over 720 and since 2019 it's like maybe over 50 percent of them it's like
0: 75 percent yeah
2: well it depends on the year but yes
0: like so i mean from starting month, in starting in 2000 Basically, in 2011, they just didn't give loans to people hardly at all under 620. I mean, you just just couldn't get a loan. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You could barely get a loan if you were under 660. And even even getting up to like 719, almost none of the mortgage activity and the refinance activity, none of it. Easily 80% of it is north of 720. It's...
2: Yeah, the last couple of years, it's amazing.
0: prime paper, folks. And I'm talking about... One point two trillion dollars a quarter of that kind of paper, is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I yep. you know even when it came down, started to come down in uh, Q3 of this year, but there was still like 775 billion dollars last quarter, and easily 80 percent of it a paper. Oh, so yeah, I
2: forget that they're overlaying each other.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's just it's just not the same. It's just not the same at all. Which kind of leads us into then, delinquency. Yeah. Like de- the delinquencies are yes.
2: they're
0: just it's non-existent.
2: Like almost nothing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just like, non-existent. Two percent um, or car loans are about like getting up there at six percent. But yeah, I mean, mortgage delinquencies just really not that big of a deal. And then you've got to consider that's just delinquencies. Actual foreclosures, mm-hmm. I mean, why would anyone with Equity, equity? For, do foreclosure. <laughs> why, would, why would they not just sell their house and save their credit? Yeah, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Most people were putting you know, 20% down plus on their houses. Most people have enormous amounts of equity. The market could correct and people still have equity. I don't see it. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it since people started saying it like before, right after COVID. Yeah. After yep. COVID, everybody was saying everybody's gonna lose their houses. Didn't happen. They're still saying it. I'm gonna be out on a limb again. Any any happening?
2: There's just no, no data. There's no data behind it.
0: So I, I will say, I mean, look, prices are—they've come down a little bit. They're gonna continue yeah. to do that. Uh, how much? Anybody's guess. But mm-hmm. are areas of the country gonna lose 50% of value like they did last time? I don't think so. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't think so. Now they're gonna have to come down because I mean, there's some. There's some areas that just completely unaffordable. No, Nobody can afford to live there anymore. The prices are going to have to come down a little bit because it's going to get less and less and less affordable, mm-hmm. which is why, folks, when the markets start to go crazy and get super hot like that, you got to move back into the areas that are safe,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: is what we've been doing for the last couple of years, really. Yeah, There's a lot I, of good news, a lot of opportunity out there.
2: I would just go back to your example of uh, the government had a machine for printing money. And rental properties are your machine for, for printing money to help with offsetting inflation instead of parking your money in the bank, being able to have it working.
0: Exactly. Adjusting, offsetting. So, mm-hmm. man, that was a lot of data. That probably was one of the most boring podcasts we've done, Heather just data data data
2: we'll we'll share a lot of the graphs because obviously visuals really help when we do our class next week we're doing our master class tuesday wednesday and thursday noon eastern if you're wanting to join that please reach out to us invest at rpcinvest.com and we'll get you added to it but it's going to be awesome because there's so much data-driven material now and that we've gotten our hands on over the last, gosh, what, 30 days, Ron? Just so much good information.
0: Digging in. Yeah. Uh, not my favorite thing, but this data is so cool. It's, it's actually been so kind of fun. Cool. It's so cool.
2: Yes. And then we and have all makes, other announcements and opportunities that we've found that we're just going to go over next week, too.
0: so, just, yeah, so cool. Anyway, we hope to see you there, obviously, because the cool people listen to the podcast, too. That's right. Obviously, i have talked to three represent. people just within the last couple of days, and they're super cool people, and they listen. So if you're listening, obviously, birds of a feather, right? <laughs>
1: so <laughs> so join we
0: appreciate us. you, and you should yes. join us because it's going to be questions. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll have a lot more time. We only have 30 minutes on here, and we'll have three days of, what, two hours a day or something, an hour and a half a yeah. day or something like yeah. that? Yeah, 90 I don't, whatever message, Heather and I, yeah. I are feeling, really. Uh, (laughs) let's be honest that is kind of true it might it it might go long i don't know if you guys bring good questions we we probably stay and ask answer them Mm -hmm. now if you don't if they're you know we don't like the questions we'll just probably leave
2: yeah true we're like see you later these questions suck (laughs) we're out
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh we're on ex- right.
2: I'm super excited though. Been working on the slide deck with you, and it's been—I'm super pumped. I think it's going to be really, really helpful. Bring That's your so spouse fun. too. If you're in this and your spouse isn't in this, bring your spouse. I'm probably going to make my husband participate. Oh,
0: Doug, sorry about that, buddy.
2: I know. I I do all of this with, and he doesn't really. I mean, he understands it because I talk to him about it. But I think uh,
0: a deep dive Doug's would be, gonna be, great. be like. I don't want to listen to Ron. I don't to yep. listen wrong.
2: Probably more me yeah. and all my giggles. So
0: <laughs> all right. All right, everybody. So there's your get real data dump for this quarter. And we've also given you some some pretty good, I think, opportunities, some silver linings in there where you can find mm-hmm. opportunity. You just you just gotta go look for it. Yep. And then you actually have to do something. And I'm telling you, in today's market, you have to do it quickly. Because we, we've we had some people who've dinked around just a little bit and then interest rate goes up three quarters of a point and <laughs> they're just like, well, well, now what? I'm like, well, I mean, you should have locked your loan last week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In today's market, you, can't, you just can't be waiting around. You gotta get your papers into all the documentation, into the lender. You gotta turn around, you gotta get the contract and you have to get the contract over the lender to lock your rate. That's right. Because it literally can go up three quarters of a point just like that. Tomorrow. So, with all that said, everybody, till next time, get out there and make something happen.
1: This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.